Hello, and welcome to the last in the current series of Tammy Ginders. And over the course of the past few weeks, we've been wondering about a lot of things around the Isle of Man. We found out things out west. Um, today, I'm, I'm not sure, are we going to go down the pan a little bit, maybe? <laughs> you know what? It's a little bit of a special. I'm wondering how we can stay healthy in this stressful and, recently at least, rather hot at times. So I think we should begin by just stating that we are recording this one a couple of weeks in advance because of uh, various holidays and whatever coming up. Um, So if by the time this goes out on the Thursday evening, it's chucking it down with rain, blowing a hoolie, you can blame us. Yeah, that sounds fair enough. Can't argue with that one. Yeah, but it has been, it has to be said, even by my standards, and I am Mr Grumpy when it comes to the Manx weather, it has actually You're not, genuinely... are you? Yes. You? Yes. Grumpy? Gosh. Yes. yes. Wow. I'm... <laughs> I am the first to say that the Manx summers are usually rubbish, which, to be fair, they are. Uh, but I have to say, it's just... It's that thing of having a prolonged period of warm weather, and I have to say, this year, I will have to say, fair enough, we did have... At least, I mean, depending on how the rest of the summer is, there's a few more weeks yet, obviously, but we've already had a few weeks of genuinely warm weather. Can I get you to write that down, please? Because by the time it gets to autumn, you're going to need to reflect back and remember because sometimes your memory is short. They do say... I agree, I agree. They do do say... Go on, go on then, go on. They do say, uh, no such thing as bad weather, just poor clothing. And, you know, we live... That's rubbish as well, isn't it, to be honest, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I'm, we're going for a picnic. Yeah, it doesn't really matter whether it's raining or whether the sun's out. As long as you've got a coat, no. But the point is, OK, as we are recording this, we are in the middle of what could be described as a heat wave. Almost. And people are complaining that it's too hot. I mean, I was yeah, in a shop this morning. most people have still got a cardigan on, haven't they? They've got a cardigan <laughs> and a hat and gloves. And oh, it's far too hot. Just take your cardigan off. But there's no breeze, Howard. There's no breeze. I am definitely more of an autumn fan I think because I like being able to go out without a coat on but not so hot that I feel like I'm going to expire and it has been extremely warm hasn't it and lots of people complaining it's been hot oh yeah we talked about that last week with the Met office hot okay Mm. Um, and a lot of people have been complaining about things like sleeping because that is an issue when you are dealing with this sort of heat at night it is really difficult to get to sleep isn't it well, some people, I confess, I'm pretty good sleeper. I mean, well, you I can normally, sleep anyway. Yeah. I do sleep anyway. I have to wake um, you up sometimes during this programme. Thank you. Um, yeah, I sleep fairly well. It has been quite warm. We have, even in Kronkavadi, we've had the windows open, which is unheard Ooh. of. I mean, we had to sort of remove the rust and about sort of four years of grime <laughs> to get the windows open. They're, they're very rarely that way. But yeah, it's been glorious from that point of view. And I know some people say, I, I noticed it more maybe um, when I was living in London sometimes then, it'd still be in the 20s at night and that could get really close. Uh, and I hear, yeah, people do say they've been struggling to sleep. But it's more of a general malaise as well, I think, in modern times with people. The number of young people I speak to, or people half my age or less, who say, oh, I don't really sleep well. Even here at Max Radio, I keep going around and there have been loads of people, uh, yourself included, oh, well, well, I've no, been I'm... sleeping well. And you're thinking, really? This is this is people in their don't, 20s and don't 30s. Don't put me in that box. Oh, right. No, you're no, a good no, sleeper, no. Generally, touch wood, I'm really good. Um, I wonder how much of it, and this happens, does happen with them, my friend group, is that they have their phones by their beds at night and they're pinging with all sorts of notifications. Of course you're not going to sleep well if you hear that and it wakes you up, well, is exactly. my theory. And that is one of my great uh, bugbears as well. So I leave my phone on charge downstairs. Uh, I don't have a computer or anything in the room. There is a TV in the bedroom, but it goes off obviously at night. 
But yeah, I mean, each to their own. I know some people leave the radio on all night. I dare say some people leave the TV on all night. Who knows? But it does seem that people are generally not getting good sleep anymore. And like I said, the current hot weather, which may have gone, and the very stressful times, which we've all been suffering for the last almost two years now, that's not helping either, if we're honest, is it? So I thought, yeah, I wondered what we might be able to do to improve on this. Are there any tips and tricks or things we could do maybe to help out I'm sure the devices are one of them who can I ask well um, Premier Inn they have <laughs> being a hotel they have their own sleep expert Ooh. yeah uh, yeah, exactly that's a well, great job isn't it can you say what do you do I'm a sleep expert what <laughs> yeah gone um, but yeah here she is she's called Natalie she can introduce herself I asked for some tips hi I'm Natalie the Premier Inn sleep expert finding time to switch off but also rest is really challenging for people at the moment. And of course, those worries about will we we'll be able to get away? Will, will we be able to get a table in a restaurant? All of those things about leisure travel that really help us relax down and give us that sense of well-being have been really uncertain until now. And of course, our sleep is suffering as a consequence because we're spending more time on technology, a lot more time on technology. People were really honest saying actually social media nearly 40% of people, YouTube as well. Those are the things that are sometimes getting in the way and it's actually impacting us. We're missing out on 17 full hours of possible rest and good quality sleep each and every month. And we know that sleep is really good for our mental and our physical well-being. So it's about time that we made some changes, some healthy swaps, if you like, on our technology. I've got some friends who will sort of say, oh, yes, they like to put on headphones sometimes and just listen to, and again, you can get tracks of just uh, a stream sort of trickling down a mountain yeah. or the sea coming in or, you know, yeah. tropical rainstorms. Is it that sort of thing that actually helps people? It really does. Do you know why? Let's unpack that, because it ignites the relaxation response. So it has this physiological effect on us when we tune into the senses. And we know the age-old classic of counting sheep. If in, in fact, it was an early form of mindfulness, if you think about it, getting us to focus away from our busy internal chatter, the radio of our mind, focusing on one thing, of course, and that was the repetitive, soothing nature of counting sheep. But in this tech world, it can be hard to stay focused because our attention span is so shorted. You go online or you take a look around, there are loads of sort of sleep apps as well, which sort of monitor your sleep patterns and your sort of alpha wave activity and your heart rate and whatever. Do you think these are good or do you actually think it makes it worse because people are then worrying when they wake up and look and say, oh, my lordy, you know, I had really bad figures last night when I was going to sleep. Uh, is it a double-edged sword? It, it can be. Do you know why? Because we make we interpret data all the time depending on our mood. So if we're really tired, we're really easy to judge ourselves and to shame ourselves. So as an example, the UK average is getting about six. Well, this is before the pandemic, actually six and a half hours sleep a night. That's not really enough. And that's definitely gone down over the decades because the temptation for technology is more and more there. But if you have a good night's sleep, but then you look at some data that, oh, makes you think otherwise, and you're not in the best mood, etc. it can really impact you. So actually, you're much better off tuning up all of the senses and tuning into your own heart rate, your own breath. It's really easy to train yourself to have better rest and actually starts the moment you wake up. So getting outside, all those things that we used to take for granted, but getting outside in powerful natural daylight 
spending time, having those leisure breaks, that relaxing lunch break as well. Getting outside really helps. Choosing to wake up with a regular routine as well is incredibly helpful. So it's quite easy to move things forward back in your favor, even if you have struggled with sleep, even if you feel you've been more stressed, you know you haven't really been allowing yourself to rest because you've been online more. Now's a great time to make a change. And do you think you should get rid of devices in the bedroom if people are at home, uh, you know, just in their own bedroom or something? Is it a good thing, you think, maybe to make sure you've removed or turned off your laptop or your tablet or your phone or whatever case, or even taken it out of the room so you're not tempted, so you're, you're in a sort of a media-free zone? <laughs> Of course it is because of the blue light, but we also recognise, and that's the reason we wanted to listen to people, to actually let's be on the reality. We are imperfect human beings and we know we've got those habits around. So instead of just talking about sleep hygiene, we wanted to elevate it and say, we know where you're spending your time. Because if we're looking to change behaviours, it's not enough to say, don't do this, don't do that. It's far more interesting and helpful for people to just make those tiny habit changes, those swaps, so that they remember what it feels like to relax down through technology rather than staying up and watching those box sets <laughs> that ignite adrenaline <laughs> yes. and, and keep, us, keep us wide awake, but not necessarily in a relaxed, calm state. Is there a, an ideal time? You mentioned sort of sleep times there. Is there a, an ideal minimum or maximum time or is it really completely down to the individual for, for the amount of sleep one should get? Well, actually, did you know our sleep needs change throughout our lives? So if you think about it, babies and as we get older, shall we say, you know, kind of from 50 and 60, we tend to need to nap more because our brain needs to function and it needs to have that immunity time, that recovery time. But actually in our youth, we're, we ignore those signals of tiredness and we drink caffeine, all the things that actually mask tiredness. So we're not taking that rest time that we need to. So yes, from a purely brain health point of view, we should be getting around seven to eight hours sleep a night. If we're talking about age 20 to 50, but instead of reaching for that perfect figure, wherever you are right now, if you know that you've been staying up for at least half an hour extra a night, just make that small step. All sleep counts together to make it better for you. So even think about getting 15 minutes or, or check out the YouTube and you can get that half an hour of more rest and relaxation and it will naturally help your sleep quality improve. So it's not just the hours all about the sleep quality and the best way to do that is to train your relaxation response are you a good sleeper i i, I know so much about it i can't possibly not me but <laughs> i am a human being and of course our sleep needs change so when i get poorly when my kids get poorly if i haven't been eating as beautifully as i should do all these things can get in the way but i know how to get it back on track so it's about having a really healthy mindset a relaxed mindset around your sleep that's the best way take the stress out of your sleep that doesn't help you There you go. Some top. <sighs> Wake up. Sorry. Wake Just up. Drifted off there for a minute. Honestly. Well, yeah, some people do, you see. Some people do drift off very quickly. Some people don't. You're a pretty good sleeper. I'm a pretty good sleeper, which is quite nice. The, the other thing, which she mentioned there towards the end, I, I think, um, 
of that piece was this mindfulness, which again has been really oh, it's big a buzzword. Of late. Yeah, that is a buzzword, and whether it's sort of within yoga, whether it's in walking, and of course we've had Mike Cooley up here before on late lunch and Women Today and such like here on Manx Radio doing mindfulness. We still do a bit of mindfulness uh, on the radio now, and I thought actually while we're here, let's just see how does it work for people a little bit of mindfulness. So do you fancy doing a, a tad of mindfulness? If I bring a little bit of um, I've got a bit of mindful violin. Hang on, let me see if we can just find this here. Well, this is something that you might be able to do later or maybe tomorrow because what you need to do to complete this mindful task is to buy a pack of M&Ms or similarly coloured sweets and then when you have a chance for a little alone time, you enjoy them while doing the following. So for every red sweet you have, you say one thing, either out loud or in your head, that makes you happy. For every blue one, you say something that makes you sad. For every green one, say one thing that makes you angry. For every yellow one, say something that makes you excited. For every brown one, say one poor choice you have made today and what you might have done differently. And for every orange one, say one good choice you made today. I quite like that. It's good, isn't it? Not bad. We can try that. We can try that. Uh, let me have a go. Um, I'm just enjoying this mindful music. I see you drifting. Stay with me. Stay with me. Uh, yeah, I've got a, another practical one, sort of linking in with our sort of little lifestyle special today and staying healthy in these stress wounds. At times, hot times. So uh, what have I got here? I think I've... Uh, let's take that out. I might have a little bit of mindful didgeridoo music that's quite handy isn't it let's try let's try a bit of this i hope you recorded this yourself sadly not not that good mindful brushing some things we do so often that we almost don't notice them anymore brushing your teeth for example is usually performed automatically whilst the mind skips off to other plans, worries or regrets. Instead, try to focus and really experience it. Notice how the brush moves over your teeth and the taste of your toothpaste. Slow the process down and really try and notice every sensation that occurs. So today, brush your teeth mindfully. You might be surprised at what you notice. What do you reckon? I wasn't sure if that was mindful or sinister towards the end, if I'm completely honest. No, 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 it's great. So when I brush my teeth later, after I've had my brightly coloured sweets, I will be very mindful.
Well, I thought it fitted in quite well with that, didn't it? You know, yeah. You, you, we have your, your sweeties and then we brush our teeth. So that all makes perfect sense, does it not? But I think that's the whole thing, isn't it? I think the essence of this is that you could be doing literally anything at all and it doesn't matter what it is but give it your entire focus give it everything you've got just get yourself out of that headspace for a little bit and you know even a minute or two every day is enough to hopefully make you feel a little bit better i am so thirsty oh well you see that's another thing isn't it hydration oh right hydrate well hydration and <laughs> what comes out the other end as it were and that you, if you drink a lot obviously you sort of pee more and you said it now i really need to go well you and you are a, you know you are a, a sort of a, a chain peer aren't you we, i am. We can't actually manage the program normally do that. No. hang on hang on just play that i'm just going to whip back for a quick wee it's really um, odd but i can do like it sometimes i can go for hours and hours and hours and not think about it as soon as i've had the thought that's it well, that's often the way, though, isn't it? If it's in your mind, you want to go. And I also have lots of female friends who say, particularly if they're out and travelling, if they see a loo, they, they'll go. Because don't pass go, a loo without you know, going. Don't pass a loo without yeah. going, yeah, because they, you know, they say it's a woman thing. Anyway, um, hydration, very important, particularly as this hot weather we have had quite recently. And obviously it's warmer generally through the summer. And hydration generally, again, is something which, by and large, we're not particularly good at taking seriously, apparently. And you can tell whether you're well hydrated or not by looking at your pee. Now, I don't know, see, as a guy, obviously, in a way, you, you know, it's, it's very easy. If you're just going for a pee, then you're going to look at your pee anyway. Obviously, it's not quite the same for a woman. But, I mean, do you ever, uh, that's not, a, a, this isn't a rhetorical tongue-in-cheek question. It is a case of, do you ever take a look to see whether it's, you know, what colour it is? Because I you think do. I would notice, yeah. Yeah, yeah so obviously, if it was darker, you know that um, you haven't possibly been drinking enough. Mm. I mean, I drink an awful lot. Yeah, I'd imagine you'd I be do. very good. Yeah. I can imagine you'd be very good. And... It is something we should be doing, apparently. A, drinking more and staying hydrated throughout the year, whether it's heat wave or not. It's good for all bodily functions and your mind as well. And B, you can check quite easily by just checking your pee, apparently. Although most people, oh, no, I don't look at my wee. Anyway, there is such a thing as a, it's not, she's it's not, not a, a wee expert. expert. She's not a pee expert, oh, as it happens. Been great. I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, I'm Lily Susha and I'm a nutritionist. Well, I think that staying hydrated is just so important and lots of people do struggle with it. And, you know, 70% of our body is actually made up of water. So staying hydrated and drinking sufficient amounts of water is very important to keep the body in working order. Um, we do know that staying hydrated can, can impact things like energy, concentration, mood, and even potentially exercise and performance. So reaching our daily hydration target um, is key and you know with Highland Spring they've actually funny enough just launched a 10 litre hydration pack to make staying hydrated hydrated so much easier um, so what we've actually done is created a challenge where it's a, a water challenge to stay hydrated um, but in combination with Pantone Colour Institute we've developed a colour chart to detect you know your hydration status and determine um, you know in relation to the colour of your pee so for example the darker your pee the, the less hydrated you are and it's an indication that you need to drink more water you know the lighter your pee uh, you know you're more hydrated and it was based sort of on an NHS nutrition and dietetics urine colour chart so it really can help personalise your, your hydration levels and, and help you determine your fluid requirements. 
So is this a, a fairly accurate guide then, using something like literally something as simple as the colour of your pee gives you a good, a good idea of how well hydrated your body is? It's one way to help determine your hydration status. So it's a really handy way. There are sort of rough guidelines in terms of how much we should be drinking. So it's around sort of two litres per day. Um, but obviously everybody's requirements differ ever so slightly. So for example, if we are exercising a lot, if it's a hotter day, so things like the weather, the temperature, how much you sweat, all of these factors can definitely affect our hydration levels and ha how much fluid we each individually need. So the urine colour chart can be a really handy way to sort of have a quick glance as to what your hydration levels are at. Um, and obviously it's a guideline rather than any kind of diagnosis or, 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 or replacement for medical advice, but it can be a very handy guideline um, to follow. Then I suppose there is the million dollar, if slightly sensitive question of, do people actually look at their pee? I suppose for, for men, you might say, well, you, you're bound to. For women, maybe not quite so obviously. Is, is it still an issue sort of saying, do some people think, I don't look at my pee? Yeah, and I think, it, you know, with this challenge, which we're trying to get people to involve with, um, it's such a positive challenge. It really can help break the ice a bit and, and really encourage people to check the colour of their pee, um, which can be such a handy, quick way to determine our fluid, fluid intake and fluid requirements. Um, it's something people probably don't do enough and it's so easy to forget to drink sufficient amounts of water we all have busy lifestyles so it can be a great sort of trigger and prompt for us to understand okay what is our hydration levels at in that point of time so um, with the challenge we've actually got people to well we're trying to encourage people to have a look at, at increasing their fluid intake and aiming to drink about 10 glasses of water per day around 200 mils per glass which is about two liters um so it's a, it's a very positive challenge and and what they can then do is use the color chart have a look at the color of their pee and just check where they're at from a hydration point of view and that sounds a lot for a lot of people two liters a day i can imagine some people thinking geez i, I probably only drink half of that D does it have to be just straight water or do things like obviously people who work might be drinking tea or coffee or peppermint tea or maybe fruit juice, these sort of drinks, do, you know, they, do they count at all? Or really, because of the additives, because of the caffeine and such like, are they sort of sidelined? All fluid intake actually counts. So everything counts bar alcohol. So that's obviously not going to contribute to our hydration um, levels. And whilst we've got Highland Spring, and it's an amazing way of getting in your, your, your fluid intake, you know, you can actually join the challenge and other kind of fluids can um, contribute towards your fluid intake. So for example, just as you've said, if you want to have a peppermint tea, that is still water, that's still fluid, and that's still going to contribute to your, your sort of two litres a day. If people want to have a go or they want to get the colour chart and maybe try it out themselves, it's a nice simple idea, as long as you can just get over that barrier of having to look at your pee, it's not that difficult. Uh, how do they go about that? head over to Highland Springs um, Instagram account or website and they can definitely get more information on the challenge there. Splendid. And what about yourself? Are you, uh, will you 
get through sort of two litres a day yourself of just straight water or something? Or do you find it a bit of a challenge? Yeah. I know some people say, oh, gosh, I find it a real challenge to get that much water in me. Well, that's my aim. I've actually got my, my water bottle with me at the moment. And I think a couple of tips to really try and increase your intake if you struggle and things that I personally also find help me is keeping a water bottle at your desk or, or wherever you are just to have a reminder to drink. I do think it's important to sort of sit throughout the day rather than forget and then guzzle your water at the end of the day just before bed. Um, obviously, small sustainable changes make big impacts long term. So if anybody feels overwhelmed with having their two litres of water a day, what they can do is start slowly and, and each day increase their, their fluid intake by one extra glass. There you I go. really need a wee. Can we go? I knew you were going really to say that. I knew you were going to say go. that. That's more or less it, you know, for another series. I can you believe that? Um, we will be back in the autumn, all being well, with lots more adventurers out. And about. Yeah. And yes, and you can go for a wee now, so it's safe. Uh, do stay safe, stay hydrated, sleep well. Any ideas, just get in t- contact with us. Uh, Howard Kane at MaxRadio.com. Beth Espy at MaxRadio.com. And we will see you in a few weeks. Look after yourselves. Take care. Bye-bye.